I'm Drew Bedard, and this is Marketing That Works, a podcast about the tools, tips, and tactics that business owners and marketers need to wow their customers and grow their profits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing That Works podcast. Thanks for listening. As always, excuse the audio. I'm on my laptop right now, but I'm bringing you some great audio from an interview that I did with Catherine Jones. So this was a little bit of a role reversal. Catherine was interviewing me. So as you guys know, she was on a few episodes ago. She is a internet marketing rock star, and um, I was really appreciative she had me on her 9 at 9 show. It's a pretty quick interview, um, but I thought you'd enjoy the audio and enjoy, enjoy getting to listen to it. So Thanks again for listening to the show. Thanks for sharing the show. Would greatly appreciate it if you'd share it with one person today. It helps the growth of the show. And as always, if you need anything or if you uh, you have any questions, you can hit me up on social at Drew Bedard on Twitter, at Drew Bedard on Instagram, Drew Bedard at gmail.com, or you can check out my podcast and more at marketstreet.media. Have a great day and enjoy. Oh my gosh, you guys, welcome to the 9 and 9 morning show where I'm with the one and only Drew Bedard. You guys, you guys need to know something. I actually was on Drew's podcast first and mm-hmm. um, we didn't quite know each other super well. And then I was on his podcast literally immediately after I think I was like, dude, will you please be on mine? I was like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. Okay, guys, things you need to know about Drew. Drew, he's the vice president of marketing for Bristol Motor Speedway. And so he's this marketing, he has this amazing podcast that we're going to get into in just a second, but he plays marketing um, in this really interesting realm because it's this big corporate company, but he also is in tune to online. And so I think that the the frameworks and the, and the systems that you have, I think are really valuable because you've been able to see and play both games. But um, first question, hi, where are you from? Where, where are you hi. from? Hi, Catherine. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to be here, by the way. And thank you for coming on my podcast before. Oh, and it's so good to see you. And I'm excited to be here. So yes, I work at Bristol Motor Speedway. I work for Speedway Motorsports, which is a, uh, a collection of eight different sports and entertainment facilities across the country. So you got um, Charlotte, Atlanta, New Hampshire, uh, Kentucky, Bristol, Texas, which just had a race this past weekend, Las Vegas, Sonoma. I think I got all of them. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but I'm based in Bristol, Tennessee, and I live in Johnson City, Tennessee, made famous, of course, by Wagon Wheel. Um, Just kidding. I'm sure it's the reverse. (laughs) But um, yeah, so my every day, and I have a wife and three lovely little little children, 10, 8, and 5. But my day-to-day is, yeah, I'm a marketer here at the last great Coliseum primarily. Um, and we are this really cool, interesting sporting facility, NASCAR track that looks like a football stadium. We had a football game in 2016 with Tennessee and Virginia Tech. And we we call ourselves the home of big events as well because we just do these enormous style events. Yes. But um on enormous a meaning like how many how many people yeah. is enormous? Well, we had our stadium was up to 160,000 people as of a few years ago, but we have Shoot. actually just introduced over the last few years, we've kind of upgraded the stadium with more comfort seating, more leg room, more cup holders and all these different things. So that kind of scales down uh, your capacity a little bit. And then with 2020 with COVID year, we were we had to get it all the way down to about 30,000 people, but we can host Enormous events. Yes. yes. Up, up. We, for the football game in 2016, we had 159,000 people. We had the biggest football game of all time. That's so, incredible. 
Yeah, it's cool and, stuff. And here we go, you guys. Literally, the, the the marketing man behind the biggest football game, literally of all time. So, walk us through, like, I, I uh, what what does it even look like to begin marketing for an event that you know that you want one hundred fifty thousand plus people attending? What what are the rules of the game for that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great question because there's so many tactical elements and creative elements and all these different things. And it's funny, I I got up and talked in front of a group the other night about this. Is that you know, and definitely in 2020, it's taught us a lot because it really is about the process. It's about mm-hmm. understanding the equation of how many tickets, how many products we have to sell. Um, where's that audience? The same sort of targeting that the digital world is doing. Um, but we've got to look at at our audience, our past audience and lookalikes and, and everything there. But it, it starts probably about six months out from an event. Mm-hmm from a marketing and advertising perspective, really kind of digging into, again, the philosophical side, the creative, the artistic side Mm. of, um, well, I guess, and the science side, because we're also looking at targeting and who we're going to go after and, and, and those things. We also, we're also heavy into, and a lot of hospitality, tourism, sports and entertainment, uh, retention is a huge thing, obviously. So mm-hmm. first you're playing in the pool of who are the people we need to get back and how do we get them back? So that's right. through, you know, gifts and incentives and all these different things. That's kind of the phase one. Then you're really getting into, as you get closer to the event, maybe 60 days out from an event, you really start to get into that heavy advertising marketing window where you're really trying to get the new fan. Now mm-hmm. we have a really cool event coming to the property in 2021. We're going to have a, uh, the NASCAR cup series, which is the highest level is going to be on dirt and it's going to be at Bristol Motors. So we're going to put dirt down on the track. And we're going to do all these different things. And actually right out of the gate, when we launched that a couple of weeks ago, we had thousands of new fans sign up. So really it's funny because now the process is reversed because we had a ton of new fans get excited about it because mm-hmm. it's a, a novel event and retention is kind of coming in the next phase. And we're, we've got to go back to everybody in 2020 who maybe got a credit because an event was canceled or, mm. or that actually joined us this year. And we're going to go try to get them back. Um, but on the creative side, I mean, I love what you do and I love what everybody in, in probably your, your circles do because there's so much to be done with targeting and automation and right. um, just that whole side of it that, I mean, just thinking about Google and Facebook and, and all these worlds, um, ours, I mean, is a, is a little bit more simplistic. It has a little bit more traditional media in it with mm. newspapers and radio and TV. And then, but it does have its, its healthy share of the digital side of a lot of email marketing, a lot of digital advertising. We had a, we had a pretty hefty spend coming out of the gate on this dirt race for next year, trying to target dirt uh, aficionados fans across mm. the country. Um, so there's just like everybody out there. I think a lot of people think marketing, it is simplistic in its principles. Totally. It's quite complex in its execution. There's a lot that you can do. There's a lot of tactical elements that can go into it. So we're not, we're not so different than anyone else. Um, but at the end of the day, it's good creative in front of the right people and tell them what the product is, where it's yes. going to be and how to buy it. And hopefully you've done a good enough job inspiring them emotionally to, to, to purchase that product that they want to come here and experience something. Then there's the experiential part, but I'll stop there. <laughs> well, one thing that I want to point out that I think is so, so amazing is this concept of um, targeting uh, recurring 
recurring mm-hmm. fans, recurring people, and then targeting new. And I think mm-hmm. so often we, uh, as, as marketers, we forget what we're actually doing in the sense that we're talking to people. It's like, oh, well, what campaigns can I get out? It's like campaigns are excellent if you're talking to people. And so often we try to like blanket statement and get all these things out there. And I love this concept of, hey, how are you taking care of your humans? Mm-hmm. And then, hey, how, how can we get more in there? Okay, you guys, so here's one of the things that I think is so cool about Drew as well is like you said, it's like, listen, tactics, they might look different in, uh, in an actual in-person event versus online, but the principles are the same. Principles mm-hmm. are actually the same. And he actually talks about this. He has this amazing podcast. Um, can you can you get uh, where he does talk about this? And as you guys can tell, like he has massive amounts of experience. And the fact that he's actually being generous enough to share it online with <laughs> us is 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 extraordinary. Like he has experiences and has coordinated things and has has pushed ad spend revenue that that, that most people never will in their life. And the fact that I think that you're extracting the principles from it that help both an online business owner and, a, and an on the ground business owner is incredible. So mm. get, pitch, pitch us your podcast, like help. We, everybody should be following you, but help them to know what it is. Where can they follow you? What does it look like? Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love my job and I love what I get to do from a sports and entertainment. We have all these really cool things, but I love my craft, I think even more. Mm. And so I'm just a big old marketing nerd, probably like you and probably yes. like a lot of a lot of your community. And we should be proud of that and not be ashamed <laughs> yes. of it. Um, but my podcast is called Marketing That Works, Marketing That Works with Drew Bedard. And um, I'm about 160, 170 episodes in and I've got to interview great people like you and others. And I, but it really started as a, a sort of uh, 10 minute audio diary so I could I could kind of teach what I was learning, but also have something to look back on. Um, And it's been an awesome platform and journey, but it really is about marketing in general. So it's what Mm -hmm. I'm learning about customer service or, um, again, philosophical, what book I'm reading. And again, trying to interview really smart people so that I can glean something, but then also, you know, as an education for my audience. So, but that's my podcast, Marketing That Works. Amazing. You guys go check out Drew Bedard. Go check out his amazing podcast, Marketing That Works. Drew, thank you so much for coming on the Nine at Nine show. Again, you guys, I went on his show and by the end, I was like, please come on to mine. So it is an absolute honor that you're here. I'm so happy that we connected online and you guys go check him out. Marketing That Works. Bye, Drew. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Marketing That Works podcast. To find out more and to get the show notes and everything that's going on, go to marketstreet.media. That's where I house this wonderful podcast on the Market Street Media Podcast Network. So thanks, check it out, and we'll see you on the next episode.